Good morning. I'm Daryl Liacono, and I'm currently the vice president of our uh, board of trustees. And um, I just wanted to say a few words before we start our official uh, meeting, congregational meeting today, and we continue with our service. Um, so Martin Luther King Jr. said that creating a beloved community would require a qualitative change in our souls and a quantitative change in our lives. Over the past year, People's Church has been given the opportunity to experience change, both quantitative and qualitative. It has caused us to be uncomfortable and insecure at times and a little more weary than usual. We have learned that a beloved community must make room for these feelings as well as the ones we're more comfortable with. But amidst our change, I believe we have held on to what is most important. More often than not, we have kept love and mutual respect in the driver's seat. We have continued our efforts to build a world that is more just and more peaceful, and to start by creating that world right here in this room. We have continued to strive for consensus and inclusivity, even in the midst of change and insecurity. We have held firm to our UU values and principles. As a member of the Board of Trustees over the past year, I have been able to witness the best of who we are, as well as our vulnerability and our pain. I have been awed by the tireless work of scores of people, including our interim pastor, our staff, our elected leaders, our RE instructors, our many hardworking committees, our wonderful musicians and AV staff, and a legion of volunteers who have inspired me and helped us all move forward through hard work and thoughtful discernment. I believe we continue this work together because we know that ultimately we need each other. We recognize our interdependence. We know that a church community is just a smaller version of what we envision for the world. We know that ultimately it's better to show up and be a part than to stay home and be in isolation. So I'm here to say, as your current vice president, that I continue to feel privileged and thankful to be a part of People's Church. This morning, our service includes our annual congregational meeting, followed by a lunch, and then a presentation by our ministerial search representative. As we engage in our democratic process this morning, there will be more music and inspiration included. So I'm here to officially call to order our congregational meeting and want to thank you all for sharing in this journey with us. And I'm wondering, do we have a quorum? By members. Uh, so yes, we do have a quorum. Helena Dwyer, I have your car. <laughs> And we are going to celebrate our quorum by singing again. <laughs> no cards? No. Okay. 
Okay, we're going to sing this as a round. It's Sing and Rejoice, which is something we've all sung a lot of times. It's the name of it, just not it. <laughs> we have arrived, but it's not. Anyway, Sing and Rejoice. Sing and Rejoice. Let all things living now. Sing and Rejoice. So I think we all know it. You get it, we just want to start singing. Okay, give us a Okay, we're singing it through twice and then we're going to do this around one, two. That's M, that's me. Okay. Sing and rejoice, sing and rejoice. Greg, all right, very good. Thank you. 
the slate is uncontested, our Constitution does not require election by ballot. So all of those who are in favor of electing the slate, in other words, all three of these folks for the board, um, you can do so by raising your voting cards. So can you do that now? That looks like most of them. <laughs> uh, okay, and then who, any who is opposed, could you raise your voting card? I would say the A's have it. <laughs> All right, great. So Nadine Godin, Nassani, Ben Jones, and Greg Feldmeyer are elected to the Board of Trustees. Thank you. And if there's no further objection, then our new members of the nominating committee will be elected in September. Okay. I invite the ushers to find the baskets and come forward to like the offering. As the choir comes forward to bring us a beautiful gift of music today.
Treasurer Alan Hunt will come and report on our common resources, both what we have given to support our works in the past and what we have pledged to continue for this work in the future. Thank you, Daryl, and I really appreciate your comments earlier. Um, it captured a lot of what's happened this year for me, at least. Um, we have a couple of slides, Mike. And I know they're a little bit difficult to read. We had a limited number of copies back there that I don't know if they're still there or they're gone. But So I'm starting with the endowment uh, funds, and then I'm going to talk about our, our combined campaign. Um, and for those of you who are new, um, we do have endowment funds for People's Church. Um, two of them are strictly endowment, which means they cannot be used for general purposes. The Perpetual Pledge Fund which is generally um, from bequests uh, for people who want to see their contribution to People's Church extending into the future. And the Perpetual Pledge Fund uh, pays 5% of the balance each year to the general fund in support of the church. Um, so it's a way that uh, we can support the church after we're gone. The Social Service and Outreach Fund has a more specific uh, purpose which is obviously for social service and outreach. And that fund pays up to 5% of the principal um, for such activities. And um, in general, we have not spent all that 5% in the past, um, but I think we're going to this year. We also have a series of miscellaneous funds, things like the Memorial Garden and other things where funds have been dedicated in the past, and those are are used as needed for those purposes. And then last but not least is the Palmer Fund. It's our only unrestricted uh, fund, and it essentially amounts to a savings account for People's Church. Represents um, savings in the past. Um, we've used it to, for instance, in the early stages of construction, we've paid almost all those costs out of the Palmer Fund, and then after the campaign, we repaid those funds. Um, so, the values as of uh, May 9th, um, which was the date that I had to do this for the annual report, um, the endowment funds, all of them together, were th worth $372,722, um, which is a pretty good increase of 13.8% since last year, the end of last year, um, last June 30th. Um, that's about a $45,000 gain in our endowment funds. Uh, a little less than half of that was for the Palmer Unrestricted Fund, but so we end up at this date of having approximately $160,000 in the Palmer Fund, um, which can be used for any purpose approved by the congregation. This is gonna be the good news, bad news, good news. It's a little extension of what I did last week, but all right. The next is stewardship. And uh, this was a very difficult year for stewardship. Um, we worked harder. We had less time. It was more compact. Um, and mixed results, as I said last week, and I will kind of wind up with that when we come to the end. So it was a cam combined campaign. Next, next slide, please, Mike. Um, for the... Debt reduction, uh, no, back the, uh, 
back uh, two, I think. Okay, well, it's on the back of your handout. I don't know if we got it as a slide or not. If not, I will try to say more about the numbers. But all right, so it was a combined campaign, the capital campaign for debt reduction and the annual canvas for our operating budget. The activity, which is what I listed on the, uh, on the report, um, was more than usual. We did two rounds of, of full mailings, starting with originally 244 names, uh, which represented 200 solid prospects and about 40, we hope, their names that we had, people that we knew from the past. Um, the strategy there is you might as well ask, um, but don't hound them because chances are they're not going to respond. And then we made, uh, thanks to a number of ambassadors and thanks to all of you who volunteered, two rounds to every remaining name out there, over 100 after the first round and about 45 in the second round. So those phone calls went to individual uh, homes uh, based upon the records that we had. Then we made follow-up emails. There were a series from me personally to those who hadn't yet responded and totally unprecedented, uh, emails from the, the DRE to reg religious education families who had not yet responded. So we really made more effort in a shorter period of time, and I do feel the effects of that. That's that kind of what you said, Daryl. Thank you. <laughs> so the results, uh, and I'm reversing the order for reasons that you'll see in a minute. For the annual fund, at this point, we have 162 pledges in for $240,767. Um, that's well short, way short, in fact, of our original goal. Um, our average pledge this year is $1,486, which is actually a little bit less than last year. So we have both fewer pledging units and a lower average pledge we end up um, approximately $30,000 short of what we raised last year, not counting the match that we had last year. So um, that's not good news. Um, in addition to the 162, I imputed, I called it, 25 pledges based upon past history, um, and that's much more risky than I've ever done before. Usually it's 7 to 10 that aren't in yet, but based on their history, I know they're coming. So this time I stretched all the way out to 25 because the campaign has been slow to come to maturity. So after those 25, I am estimating that the total will be $257,845, and you'll see some of those in the, uh, in the presentation that Michelle Clark is going to make on the budget in a minute. Um, that's actually $23,000 less than last year. Um, the board asked me what is the explanation for that, and it's a series of things. Uh, it, we had about the same number of, of people completed if you accept my imputed values. We had a slightly lower um, total. We had basically, if you remember last year, we did one-on-ones. 
UUA always says it's more effective, and I think we've demonstrated that. It works better than mailing. Our cottage meetings approach this year was very different. We didn't ask for money at cottage meetings. We just tried to spread the word, and it didn't do as well. So whatever. So we end up with a, a very significant deficit, and I will try to solve that in a moment. On the debt reduction side, I told you last week this was the good news part of the story. We, at this point, have 164 pledges in, a couple more than we got on the annual fund, which tells you something's wrong, because generally we, it's the other way around. Um, we got more pledges for annual than for capital because of the nature of the support. That total is $416,000, average pledge of just over $3,000 for the three years of the debt reduction campaign. And frankly, at the beginning of this, when we started planning, we were very worried, debt reduction, that's not sexy and exciting like building you know, something onto the church. Uh, however, the results turned out to be better than we expected. And when you count the 13 contributions to the matching fund of 77,000, we are up to 493,000 in the total. Now, in response to my statement last week, which I thought was kind of subtle, but pointing out that we had a big deficit and what were we going to do about it, 11 pledgers came forward with voluntary offers to reallocate some of their pledge from the debt reduction campaign to the annual campaign. After various to and fro's um, and present of this to the board and to the finance committee, and Michelle is going to show you what this does for us, but we are proposing reallocation of a total of $50,000 from debt reduction pledges to our annual budget. And that's just a matter of it's not what we want to do, but if we're going to have the program we've had, we've got to do it. So we're putting off some of the debt reduction, and we're putting that into our annual budget. Now, at the same time, um, we are pledging that we will look at this. In fact, our consultant, Jeff Susser, has, has told us that we have a structural deficit at People's Church, and he thinks we were shooting too high last year. Um, in addition to the very successful campaign, we may remember we had matching funds for the annual. So we ended up with probably 50000 more than, than normal. So this next year is going to be a transition year. We're going to have to look at the future and determine whether we do have a structural deficit, and if so, what we're going to do about it. So meanwhile, um, the proposal to do $50,000 transfer um, will still leave us achieving our goal of more than half the debt reduction, paying down more than half of our loan in this next three years, and will also provide us with a year to keep the program we have, evaluate what happened, why it's the way it is, and what we can do about it in the future. Um, Michelle is going to tell you something about how hard the Finance Committee worked to cut this budget as well. Thank you. Good morning. 
I'm Michelle Clark, and I am your finance chair, and we have had a very, very full week, as you can imagine. Um, to give you just a real quick, brief overview of how this happens, because it's important for you to kind of have a feel how we get to where we are right now. The committees come together um, every month in January. They propose their budget requests for the following year. We take those budget requests. The stewardship committee takes all that money, adds it together, and comes to all of you and says, okay, what can you give in your pledge drive? Then what we come back with is we take the money they request, the amount that you pledge, and reconcile that. And that's where we came up around $57,000 short. So, um, Mike, can you put up the budget for next year for me, please? I want the long one, actually. That gives you a whole lot of deal. This is what we deal with in the Finance Committee every single month. And I have to be perfectly frank when I tell you, 99% of every single line item you see up there stays within budget year over year over year. So it's not a matter of the committees saying they want one amount of money and overspending. They're very realistic in their requests. So when we sat down a week ago last Monday with $57,000 short, you can imagine the kind of grief we were thinking about. Is it ideal to take money from the, from the larger debt reduction and put towards a one-year plan? Absolutely not. But when you look at the realistic numbers up here, where can we realistically take money from? We went line by line by line, and it was exhaustive and contentious and more than a little difficult, and a lot of emotions ran a little high. We managed to cut down about $9,000 out of the budget. As you can see, we run a really lean church. If you look at things like if we didn't turn on the lights, if we didn't heat the building, if we didn't pay our rent, we still wouldn't be at 57000 or our, our insurance, we still wouldn't be at fifty-seven. We would have to do some serious people cuts, and our people are what makes us who we are. So we have to look at this in a couple different ways. One, we have to make a really hard choice about the debt reduction. And believe me, as a business owner, no one fought it harder than I did because that to me is just wrong. But you have to do what you have to do. But next year we have to do a serious look as a congregation. What has value to us? What are we willing to either pay more for on a yearly basis, in other words, up our pledge on a yearly basis, or two, what are we willing to say we don't care about enough to get rid of in order to chop out some of this budget? And as you look at these numbers, it's going to be a really hard choice if we have to start cutting things. Ah, next page, please. First page, you prefer to look at the, okay. So everything you see in red are numbers that we decreased as of last Monday. We went, as I said, we went line by line and took a really hard look at some of these numbers, and there's not a lot of fat in our budget. Does anyone have, oh, before I go any further, I do want to say for all of my ugh about the whole annual budget, I will say it was terribly gratifying to see the amount of money and effort and work people put into the debt reduction. And for that, I'm extremely grateful because I lose sleep over that one too. But um, so there. Um, anyone have questions about the budget itself? Concerns, things that they would like to point out? Yes. Question. Yes. Of our operating budget is for personnel costs of all kinds. Uh, 
You know, I probably I don't have a calculator up here with me, and I don't know that I can answer that. Um, personnel runs two fifty one. Yeah, I would say yeah, right around two thirds. And some of that you have to remember is contractual. We have no choice in some of that. Next. Does anyone have anything they would like to add? Because I have to tell you, this was a really hard one to do. And it's really hard to stand in front of all of you and show you these numbers. The search committee? It's not in there. We took it out and put it back into the capital. Is that what we did? Palmer Fund. Yes. We initially had, I believe, 2,500. Was that what we initially had? And we took that out for obvious reasons and moved it. And we are, if I could just add. Yes. Because this has come up on the board. We are aware that the number, the number for the search committee budget is probably going to be changing and probably going up. So <laughs> that's one of the things that we're going to have to look at, too, for next year. There's a question back, question back over here. Um, we did have it as 21,000, I believe. It, we had to take it back out and we moved it on the back towards the capital side because otherwise we would have been even more in debt. Yeah, we're accounting for it, just not on this side. Anyone else? Yes. It's harder than you think. So, the budget committee, as hard as this is to say, would like to move to adopt the budget as presented. So, is everybody understanding what we're voting on? We're voting on the budget, which includes um, moving some of the funds from our from our uh, feeding the flame campaign into the annual campaign for this year to meet our our needs. Okay. So all those in favor of adopting the budget, would you raise your voting card? Looks like a lot of them. Okay, all those opposed, if you could raise your card. I think the A's have it. Thank you. So that I should officially say the budget for the fiscal year 2014-15 is adopted. Thank you. It's apparent that the Finance Committee did work extremely hard, tediously, faithfully, and amazingly. And so our, our thanks, our overwhelming thanks for the work that you've done. like we are going to be closing a bit early and that might make the next uh, phase easier. 
And the words that I'm bringing are from your next interim minister, the Reverend David Johnson. Who could be better than to be a singer on the high wind-swept hills of life, bringing songs to the soul, songs full of loveliness and hope for all people. Now we will hear those songs and sing them as Daryl, the composer of this new song, leads with the help of musicians Bill Ginn and Bob Wallace and the voices of People's Church. Oh, Garen is here. Good. Garen Young. So ending early is good. That means more time to eat lunch. And uh, just so you know, our program that resumes at 12.30 with Reverend Barbara Child will be here to talk about the settled ministry process. And she'll have a lot of good information to share for all of us. earlier before we started, this is a musical version of that, uh, a song I wrote called Within the Stream. And um, we're going to have the words up, yep, there they are, and uh, we want to invite you guys to sing along as you begin to learn it, and seriously sing it in whatever key, whatever range works for you, we really don't care. <laughs> we can hear ourselves just fine. Okay. All right.
Go now in 